Here are some concluding thoughts on the book of Jonah. There are several things which are interesting about the book of Jonah. First, it is a fantastic story. This doesn't make it unbelievable or a work of fiction by any means, but its phenomenal claims actually add to its authenticity. Indeed, its placement within the canon of Scripture begs the question, why include something like this if it were not a true story? Second, this book has more to do with the condition of the prophet and God's love and discipline for him than it does for his actual prophecy. And finally, Jonah holds the distinction of being the only Old Testament preacher called specifically to preach to Gentiles. The word see uh, only appears in the first chapter. It appears in verses 4, 5, 9, 11, 12, 13, and 15. The plural does appear in chapter 2. It is natural that those familiar with the story of Jonah first think of the great fish prepared for Jonah, the boat trip, and the sea. However, after Jonah's, Jonah's prayer in chapter 2, the word sea is not mentioned again. And at the risk of reading too much into the passage, I find it very comforting that once I repented of my sins and decided to follow Jesus no matter where he would lead, my tumultuous, sinful past, the raging sea, if you will, from which I was saved, is never brought up again. So there is more to be seen in this story also when taken on the whole. Jonah means dove. How fitting, indeed, that a man called to preach coming destruction to a pagan culture such would have such a name. But does this not speak of the peace being offered by God, even to Gentiles? The parallels continue. Through Jonah's experience, one can see Israel's past, present, and future. Israel was intended to be a witness for God to the Gentiles, so was Jonah. Israel became jealous that God should offer grace to Gentiles, so did Jonah. And just as Jonah was thrown into the sea, Israel was thrown into the world. As he was swallowed by a great fish, but not digested, the Jews were swallowed up by many other nations, yet they've never lost their national identity. And finally, just as Jonah was placed back on dry land, so it appears in our time that a group of people calling themselves the nation of Israel have been returned to the land. So the final chapter finds an angry Jonah who knew that God was full of grace and mercy, and he was asking to die rather than seek God's salvation toward these brutal Gentiles. And these final verses is where one finds the true lesson of God's sovereignty. He is sovereign over all even those Gentiles. God gives mercy to whom he will. How sad that God's prophet had more pity for a plant than for 120,000 children. We know they were children because it says they didn't know their left from their right. And for livestock, 
So as Jesus communicated to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, and as I said previously, God's plan was always international in scope. So those are my parting thoughts for the book of Jonah. Stay tuned to James Reed's Forge for more verse-by-verse coverage through the entire Bible. It's going to take us a while, but we'll get it done. Until then, God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. Amen.